Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Retirement Readiness Podcast. I'm Katie Umland, the head of marketing here at Prairie View, and as always, Tim Reagan is here also. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about the pros and cons of retiring before a traditional retirement age. So I guess really, Katie, what's traditional retirement age? 65. You think? Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's a lot of what a lot of people think. I was just going to say, um, I can think of all the pros for retiring early. I don't know like how long this episode is going to be if we're supposed to be talking about cons. cons too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so let, let's actually, what I always find interesting is why we think 65 is like the I think 65 age. is the normal retirement age because I think that's when you get Medicare. Yep. And so I think people often associate, okay, I don't have benefits any longer at my job. I'm, I don't want to retire before that. And then I'd have to pay for insurance before Medicare. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's funny too. Uh, yes, I, I think that that's part of it. The other part is that for decades, uh, normal retirement age for social security, like to collect social mm -hmm. security was at age 65. And it's funny when you look back at the history of social security, uh, the, just to, to kind of go down that path for a second, when it was instituted back in the thirties, uh, it was old age and survivor benefits. Like if you look on your paycheck, it's actually OASDI. It's old age survivor and disability insurance oh. right now is, is what it stands for. Uh, but it, the old age part, uh, is kind of, is kind of funny. Because when it came out and said at age 65 is when you can collect, that was what life expectancy was. Oh, wow. And so the idea was if you lived past life expectancy longer than you were supposed to, mm -hmm. then you would receive Social Security as a, as a benefit. And so now when we fast forward to today and life expectancy is more like 85 instead of 65, uh, but yet we still have people in their minds that kind of associate retirement and collecting Social mm -hmm. Security at 65 and all that. Uh, just just a side sidebar on you know well why does it make sense now that they're increasing the social security age because really the design of it and the original design of it was never meant to be a primary be short term yeah yeah uh that if you really did have a longer life than, than normal uh and but to your point earlier what are the pros and cons lots of pros lots of pros <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but but there are some cons as well uh and as we as we have those conversations with clients it's a conversation that usually it's funny. Uh, it's some for some clients. It starts like for you, young family. You're like, hey, when can I retire? That'd be awesome if I could retire early. I know. I was just like putting myself in those shoes, and then as you get closer, it feels more. It feels scarier and scarier. Like, oh, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'm have enough. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. But yeah, because it's so far off for us, it's like, oh yeah, it's not pretty good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and and it's funny how uh, as people get close to retirement, they usually fall in one of two camps. You have those people that absolutely cannot wait to retire, get me out of here. But then there's others that- uh, My dad would not- Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Would dad would have never wanted to retire. retire. Yeah. Uh, and we had, when I was first in the business, we had a really a good friend of mine. He was a client of ours. I call him a friend. He was like, I think he was 84 when I met him. <laughs> and, uh, and I was in my 20s at that time. And Norm told me, he said, you know, Tim, uh, there's a huge difference between getting up in the morning and having to go to work and getting up in the morning and wanting to go to work. Mm -hmm. uh, and so a lot of times I think people, as they get close to retirement and they know they're financially stable and they get to choose to go to work, they don't have to anymore. Uh, that changed a little bit. But when we think about the pros, it all goes to lifestyle choices and it all goes to how do I want to want to live my life and what do I want to spend my time doing? So, so what are the financial reasons somebody would want to retire earlier? What are the the financial gains for retiring early? None. 
none. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which it's funny you ask that because that's a question that like a lot of our clients come in with. They'll come in and say something like, you know, well, I was thinking, you know, is it financially better for me to retire now or should I keep working? That question is always, always. financially, you're always better to keep working. That's uh, like their way of like, maybe if, maybe there are some yeah, reasons yeah, yeah. I should retire early. Yeah. Well, then the back of my mind, they're like, is there like a tax benefit? Is yeah. there, you know, like somehow that <laughs> There's I- There's got to be a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and so a lot of times when we talk to our clients about uh, retiring early, it's not so much about, am I going to be financially better off? But it really is all about how do you want to spend your time? What do you want your, your legacy to be? Uh, what do we think health and stuff looks like? Um, you know, it's all of those kinds of kinds of conversations. Because from a financial perspective, no reason, no to, reason. right? Uh, but I always go back to well, isn't there? I okay, maybe this is just wrong, but I do agree with these people um, because I feel like I've heard people say like, "Oh, I want to retire while I'm." making the most I'm going to make in the last 10 years. Isn't there something? So, yeah. So a lot of times people feel that, uh, feel that way because they think their social security is going to kind of be maximized. Or sometimes people think that if they do happen to have a pension, that they'll maximize their pension that way. Uh, but in reality, the, if you think about the way I like to think about it is if you, when you're 60, if you could rewind the clock and go back to when you were 25 and just starting your career. And you could look at how much money you were making, the flexibility you have in your work, the lifestyle that you're leading, the 25-year-old version of yourself would slap you and say, what are you quitting for, right? Because yeah. the 25-year-old version of yourself was making a third of what you're making. They were putting in far more hours. They were, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so uh, really from a money perspective, you're never better off to, to retire. But when you, but that's a very small piece to the overall picture. It's not just, you know, life isn't just about how do I maximize my money. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think a lot of times about dad, right? So for, for those of you who don't know, our dad was in the business with me for a long time uh, and passed away when he was pre-60. And when I think about him and mom, luckily they were able to take trips. They were able to do stuff that they wanted to do. Uh, and they had the flexibility that they were able to do that while he was still working. But when we talk to people as they think about early retirement, a big conversation piece there is how, what do we think longevity looks like? How, because, you know, you only have so much time that you're young enough, healthy enough, mm -hmm. uh, physically able enough to go do some of those things. So it's not just the, where do I make more money or where will I have? More yeah. Money. There's more, more to consider then. Way more. Yeah. So what about, we just, we said there's no reason to financially retire. <laughs> what, what are the biggest financial risks that you would encounter if you were retiring? Early? Yeah. So what we think about is from a risk perspective, it's really kind of what are the big levers? Like what makes it so hard to retire early? And when you think about that, uh, you're really kind of cutting yourself short in a couple of ways from a financial perspective. So if you work another five years, what that means is that you have five years that you're actually re saving into your retirement accounts. You retire early, you lose out on that five years of savings. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, you now, instead of saving for those five years, you're actually pulling money out of the retirement account and you're depleting it. So it's kind of like a double whammy. Double. It's not going in, but it's actually coming out. And then the third part to that is you now have an additional five years on your life expectancy that you have to continue to fund. And so it's like, if I wait five years to retire, then 
I save for five years, I don't pull out, and I only need my money to last for 25 years. If I retire five years earlier, I don't save it, I'm pulling it out, and my money has to last for 30, not 25 years. And so you can see some pretty dramatic uh, financial effects for every year that you retire. This feels like a slippery slope because you think, oh, five more years, and then I that's five years less. But then you could say the same thing about seven years, okay, yeah. 10 years. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm thinking about Alex, who is very monetarily driven, and he's, I can just picture him okay, five, five more years and then we get to four and a half. And he's like, but if I worked four more, that would be even less. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's where we really start talking about, uh, you know, uh, there's people use the term, you know, work-life balance. And in our opinion, we don't see it as a balance. We see it more as kind of like a tension. Uh, there's a pull. Every time you go to work, you pull yourself away from doing something else. Every time you do something else, you pull yourself away from going to work and there's a tension there. And so our suggestion is that we monitor that tension and just make sure, and it's not just when you retire in the time, it's throughout your entire life, uh, that we make sure that that tension is correct so that you're not overspending time at work or overspending time not at work uh, because the whole point many times that somebody like Alex might be monetarily driven, part of it's to a scoreboard. You know, can I ring up the scoreboard a little bit? But another part of it is I want to be able to afford to do all the fun stuff that I want right. to do. So now it's time to, now do, it's time to do the fun stuff <laughs> and uh, that kind of stuff. So, um, so we kind of touched on it a little bit before um, with health insurance and Medicare. So what, I, you know, you hear a lot about retiring early for health insurance before 65. Can you just talk about that yeah, a bit? Yeah, for sure. Because that's probably the biggest thing that we hear is people come in and they're able to retire uh, prior to Medicare age uh, financially. And the biggest thing that they'll say is, but I don't have health insurance. I need health insurance. And which is true. It's very true. We need to make sure you're protected there. But what we find is that with uh, some of the Affordable Care Act and that kind of stuff, people can get the insurance. And so really what it comes down to is just a math problem because it's just the premium that you're going to pay for that coverage until you have Medicare age. And so while while it's a big deal, that's no different than I want to take a big trip every year. Yeah, right. It's just part it's just of the math expense. problem. It's just exactly. Uh, and so a lot of times though, for whatever reason, health insurance has this stigma, like, well, I can't until I hit mm -hmm. uh, Medicare age when really we just need to sit down and do the math. And well, maybe you can. It's kind of like a buffet. You want to go up as many times as you can. <laughs> well, if your work is paying for your insurance, you have yeah. it in your head. Let me well, get all I'm taking the all Absolutely. The yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let me get the most out of it yeah. that I can. Yep. Yeah. So it's, we've talked, a, there's a lot of risks, it feels like. Um, what? So first of all, if if you feel like I want to retire, I want to retire, but you you're not ready or you're not there yet. What steps do you have or what options do you have? What can you start getting towards? Yeah. So the things that we would suggest are, you know, the things that you already know, the biggest one is make sure that you're maxing out your 401k, get as much money set aside as you possibly can. Secondly, uh, there's a lot of talk around, you know, smart debt, not smart debt and where should I borrow money? Where should I not? Uh, and, and many times people say, well, if interest rates are low enough, just borrow the money and invest the difference. That's a that's great when you sit down and do the math to it. And, and I can give you the logical reasons why you should do that. However, most of the time, 
that's not what happens. Most of the time, somebody borrows the money and they don't turn around and keep the money invested. They go spend it on something else. And so many times as people want to look to retire, our suggestion is that you manage your debt well, because there's no reason why uh, carrying a lot of debt is going to help you in retirement. It will only help you if you don't need, uh, if you don't have that uh, expenditure. And so when you think about retirement, there's two parts to it. Everybody wants to think about what's my number? Where's my number? How much do I need? And really, uh, retirement is a wealth question, which is what's my number? How much should I save and have invested? But beyond that, it's really a cash flow problem. And when you think about cash flow, it is how much income do I need every month in order for me to live? Well, the more income that I need, the bigger my number has to be because I have to generate that kind of an income. The lower my income needs to be, then the smaller my number has to be. And so if I can get to a place where I have really no expenditures other than, you know, food and travel, that kind of stuff, but I don't have a mortgage, I don't have a car payment, I don't have, I don't have those things, then I can retire with a much smaller number because I don't have to generate all the mm -hmm. income that it takes to, to do that. And so as we start talking about steps that you can take to get ready to retire, and what does that look like? We really have to look at both, yes, the uh, if you're in business, you'd call it the balance sheet versus the income statement. Uh, and so we have to look at the balance sheet. The balance sheet is, am I saving enough? Will I have a big enough nest egg to be able to retire? But we also have to look at that cash flow on the income side and say, how can we manage those expenses uh, so that the two of those come together in the right way? So we've talked a lot about all the risks for retiring early. So why would somebody want to, or why would they choose to retire early? For sure. So the, that all goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. And you're only going to be so healthy. You're only going to be so young. You're only going to have so much energy for so long a time. Money's and, only a piece of. Absolutely. The puzzle. Uh, and so that's what we talk about retiring with purpose and retiring on, on purpose. Uh, and so as we look at it, many times as we develop a, a retirement, we call it kind of like a distribution plan. You know, you've got, when you're working, it's an accumulation plan. How do I save enough? Uh, when you get to retirement, it really kind of becomes a distribution plan. And I you, have a distribution plan. Yes. <laughs> in place already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, I think we've talked about it before. We had, just as a side note, we had a client of ours uh, who was in, and uh, it was a couple that had been married for 60 years, and they had kind of this traditional uh, relationship where he had worked and she was a stay-at-home mom and stuff and they were sitting down and they had just celebrated their 60th anniversary and he was complaining with how much money she was spending right I'm like after 60 years you're still yeah you're still right? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she looked at him and she said listen when we got married I told you your job was to make the money my job was to spend the money. it's not my fault I'm better at my job than you <laughs> yeah. are at yours so, it's a valid point yeah yeah <laughs> It does kind of crack me up. Uh, but, but really it comes to when we look at those distribution plans, it does come to how are we intentional and in how we're spending money. And many times we will encourage clients to almost overspend in the beginning, uh, knowing that health is only going to be there, travel, grandkids, you know, all that stuff is only going to be there for so long, and then underspend in the future. And the example I like to use, uh, I think about at church. I look around at the pews and uh, it seems as though maybe they're a little more gray hairs than when I was a kid. Uh, and I think about some of the people that are in their 80s now, even into their 90s. They are not spending money the same way they did when I was a kid there in their 60s. Uh, and so when I, when I look at that, that's just kind of a snapshot of, oh yeah, maybe I can overspend a little bit 
And so when you talk about, should I retire early? It's all around, how do I make sure that I get the significance out of life more than just the, the money? More like my grandma Becker, our grandma Becker, she would famously save everything. She would save her nice clothes, save her when she would have something worthy of her wearing her nice coat yeah, yeah. or her nice outfit. And then she died with having a lot of nice lot stuff of that, nice never stuff that yeah. she never wore <laughs> you know. because nothing, she never deemed it worthy. So it's yeah. kind of the same thing. Same thing. Don't save your money until you're 90 and yeah. now you can't, can't enjoy it. Can't enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Take the plastic off the couch. Right. <laughs> enjoy those cushions. Uh, so. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so that would be our suggestion. And when you, when you look at retirement, you think, should I retire early? Should I go later? Uh, that's all of that kind of comes together in those decisions. And the, you know, the one thing that, that I think we probably should talk a little bit about is, you know, they, these are fun. I like it when you ask me these questions, we can go back and forth. Uh, but you know, the, we've got stump the chump coming up here in kind of a new offering that we're talking about. So are you the chump? I am the chump. <laughs> this, is, this is the chump. Uh, I've been so, waiting so long to say that. <laughs> and so, so stump the chump will be an opportunity for all of our clients to have a webinar and then they can ask us the questions instead of just their specific retirement questions or specific to them. Specific right. to them. Okay, yeah. cool. So, well, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the retirement readiness podcast. Uh, we hope to help you live your legacy with confidence. If you found any of this helpful, please like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll see you soon. <laughs>